The Cardinals have found their catcher, and his name is Wilson Contreras. We'll give you the positives and negatives about the newest Redbird. Plus, what happens now? What does this signing mean for the rest of the offseason? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor. Born and raised in St. Louis, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, also available on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe. It helps the channel grow. And make sure you're commenting. Be, be one of those people that's interacting with us down below. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So the search for the next catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals has finally come to an end. And it is former Cub, Wilson Contreras. We've debated for... At least a month. It seems like it's been years over who would be the best fit. Would it be Wilson Contreras? Would it be uh, Sean Murphy from the Oakland A's? Uh, you know, we, we've had a lot of guys to talk about. Uh, Contreras was always a top option along with Murphy. We also had names like Christian Vasquez from uh, the Red Sox and then the Astros. We've had uh, Alejandro Kirk, Danny Jansen uh, from the Toronto Blue Jays. But it always seemed... At least to me, it always seemed like it was going to be a two-horse race in my eyes. Both guys had reasons why you would want one over the other. And we've discussed those reasons thoroughly on this show. Sean Murphy is younger, better defensively, and cheaper. Wilson Contreras, veteran who you are very familiar with from his time in Chicago. He's a better hitter, doesn't cost prospects, and is more of a, a fiery guy with some attitude where Sean Murphy was kind of more of a, a Goldschmidt type, you know, laid back, kind of quiet, just does his job. We don't know what the Oakland A's were asking for in return for Sean Murphy. A lot of us wanted Sean Murphy. I wanted Sean Murphy. I think he's fantastic. But there were multiple, multiple teams that, um, you know, that you were going to have to outbid to get him. And with Contreras, it just seemed like he wanted to be in St. Louis. You know, we heard rumors about him being interested in coming to the Cardinals back in October. I went back to some of the videos that we had done and some of the shows uh, back in that month, and it went back as like as, like the 18th of October where we were talking about getting him on, say, something like a three-year, $55 million deal. Would it be worth it? You know, was that going to be uh, too expensive for the Cardinals to go out and get somebody like that? Um but you didn't have to move prospects to get it done. And that was one of the selling points for me to go get Wilson Contreras. He was actually the first name I brought up as far as catchers that would be interesting for the Cardinals to go after just because of that. Because if you have this extra influx of money from how things went uh, attendance-wise, then uh, spend it. And obviously catching was a need. So you spend that money that you made from all the wonderful Cardinal fans, just like you, who packed Bush Stadium all season this year. Plus, you've got the Yachty money that you aren't using. You know, uh, Yachty, your Molina was making $10 million. Now you can put that towards it. Um, 
it made a lot of sense. It just made a lot of sense. Would trading for Murphy have allowed you to spend this money that you're now spending on Contreras elsewhere? Perhaps, perhaps. That was another thing that I brought up that, you know, if you trade from your prospects to get the catcher, then you can use that money and spend it somewhere else. But maybe they realized what the A's wanted was too much and that they never were going to realistically be able to afford a Carlos Correa or a Xander Bogarts or a Dansby Swanson at shortstop or a Carlos Rodon at pitcher who was still out there, by the way. So they allocated these funds towards their biggest need, which was a catcher, and they got an impact bat as well. So who is Wilson Contreras and how big of an improvement is he for the team, for those unfamiliar with him? Well, Katie Wu and the awesome folks over the athletic broke him down like this. Contreras signed as an undrafted free agent with the Cubs in July 2009 and was promoted to the Major League team in 2016. If memory serves, he actually was an infielder when they first got him and then turned him into a catcher. He was the only remaining active player from Chicago's 2016 World Series roster at the end of last season. He turned down the Cubs' qualifying offer on November 15th and headed into free agency. Chicago will get a compensatory pick after competitive balance round B. Now, that is something that you got to remember is that this second round pick that you gave up is going to the Cubs. And is that something that is going to burn the Cardinals at some point? I don't know, maybe. But wouldn't you? spend a second round pick on a starting catcher of Contreras's caliber. If you could do it, you're also giving up the $500,000 in international bonus money. That's another thing that they had to do. Uh, the Contreras contract is the largest free agent deal ever by the Cardinals for a player who didn't previously play for the club. The guy that was the biggest before that, Dexter Fowler. You're going to hear his name a little bit later in this show. Uh, Contreras has spent all seven years of his career with the Cubs and was widely considered the catching market's top free agent. An all-star for the Cubs in 2022, coming off of an age 30 season in which he hit 243, had 22 home runs. He's a good ball player, man. So let's get nerdy with some stats, okay? I, You know, people like this stuff, okay? The game of baseball, stats are very important. So these stats, courtesy of Kevin Wheeler over at KMOX, who you can follow at Kevin Wheeler 94 he points out the good side. Top 10% of Major League Baseball in hard hit rate. Top 2% in max exit velo. Top 25% in average exit velo. Top 6% in expected production based on quality of contact. 63rd percentile in walk rate. Top 20% pop time to second base. The bad, bottom 30% in framing and chase rate. So strikeouts, framing. How about OPS? He points out that the average Major League Baseball catcher in 2022 had an OPS of 663 and an 88 OPS plus. Cardinals catchers last year had a 553 OPS and a 50 OPS plus. Contreras last season, 815 OPS, a 128 OPS plus. To sum up, Cardinals catchers were 50% below MLB average at the plate in 2022. Average Major League Baseball catchers were 12%, 12 below the average hitter in general in the league. Contreras, 28% above. Much better. And that's a significant boost to this lineup from what they were getting from the catcher position last season. Now, looking at lineup construction, Contreras seems like a good fit in the number five spot, right? Behind Goldie and Arenado. Average MLB five-hole hitter in 2022, 701 OPS, 100 OPS plus, which is average. 
Cards five-hole hitter last year, 736 OPS, 110 OPS plus. Again, Contreras, 815 OPS, 128 OPS plus. So you're actually going up there as well. Uh, Wheeler points out that Contreras mostly hit second last year, plus some first and third. But if you plug him in fifth this year, you can see his 22 numbers would be really good there. And beyond the numbers, I think the Cardinals love, not like, but love the competitive spirit that he brings to the team, which is very similar to what Yadier Molina was. Arenado brings a lot of heat. I know that. It's one of the reasons why we love Arenado, his passion. You know, you see his energy and his excitement about things. And when he gets mad, you see it too. He gets frustrated, throws things. But through the years, it was consistently Molina who was in the faces of other players like Brandon Phillips and Adrian Gonzalez, Nick Castellanos. He, he would get in barking matches with the umpires. When the Cardinals play in away stadiums, who always got booed the loudest? Yadier Molina. He was the captain, the antagonist that wasn't afraid to ruffle some feathers and get vocal with opposing players, managers, umpires. It didn't matter who it was. And Contreras brings that same passion to the game. Uh, I, I've watched plenty of YouTube videos about him getting angry about balls and strikes that have been called, about getting hit by pitches. Very similar to things that Yachty used to do. And I love it. Very Yachty-like. And it's one of the reasons that we loved Yachty in the first place was how he was personality for the team. And I think it was a big reason why the team wanted Contreras. I think they were drawn to it. In a media session on Tuesday, manager Ali Marmel expanded on previous meetings he participated in with Contreras and Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock, describing Contreras as a very good competitor. He added, we talked about loving winning, and this is a guy that loves to win. He wakes up thinking about it and goes to sleep thinking about it. We've seen that quite a bit from across the way. This is a very similar attitude to what Nolan Arenado is like, like just a baseball junkie and, and loves it and is passionate about it. So Contreras just sounds like a guy that will match that intensity that Nolan brings every day. And I've said for years that the Cardinals always have a lot of nice guys on the team. You know, there are a lot of nice guys. And sometimes that makes them a little bit boring. Okay? So it's nice to see that they're emphasizing this aspect of Contreras as a positive for the clubhouse. Now, the defensive side of Contreras is where most of the complaints come from. Now, Wheeler pointed out, framing issues, they stink. And there's been talk about his lack of calling a good game. Uh, you know who didn't have an issue with that stuff and was you know pretty darn good while he was uh, a Chicago Cub and a Cardinal, to be frank, was John Lester. Ben Fredrickson from the Post-Dispatch and SDLToday.com tweeted, John Lester's endorsement of Wilson Contreras was part of the Cardinals' fact-finding on the free agent. Two worked well together, and Lester could be particular with his catchers and had the issues throwing to first base. Lester is a big supporter of Wilson. R.J. Anderson at CBS Sports tweeted, Something that Cardinals fans will learn quickly about Wilson Contreras is that he loves to throw behind runners. He attempted 48 back picks last season. For reference, the second and third place finishers combined for 45 of those attempts. We've seen Yachty or Molina pull that maneuver a ton over the years. You remember the good old days when Yachty and Pujols, they would just kind of glance at each other and then boom, pick that dude off first base. And it was great to see. And if Contreras is... Uh, apt to be doing stuff like that with Goldschmidt. Awesome. I dig it. He's got a great arm. We know that. Uh, mentioned his pop time. 
Uh, he had a, when I looked up, it looked like he had a top 10 pop time to second base and he was top five to third. It was top five at both of them. The previous couple of seasons. There's just, in my opinion, there's a lot more to like than dislike when it comes to the player and the person that Wilson Contreras is. Another bonus to signing Wilson is that you didn't have to move anyone from your pool of prospects, which was really upsetting people that I was willing to give up a guy like a Mason Wynn or a Lars Newt Bar or a Dylan Carlson. All right, maybe people weren't so mad about that one. Uh, Nolan Gorman, I got some flack for that. You don't have to do that now. Now you've got your catcher, and you don't have to worry about that. Now you can keep those prospects and keep the guys who are on the current roster. Um, he's an addition to not only play catcher, but he also makes up for that, that lost offense that was Albert Pujols in the second half of the season. So we're going to talk about possible lineup construction and what else this could mean for the team when it comes to other moves this offseason. We'll do that next here on Locked on Cardinals. At Locked on Cardinals, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked on Cardinals listeners 40% off a new security system, but don't put this off. They've been named the best home security system for 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, you've got the 24-7 professional monitoring agents who use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get higher priority police response. It's a home security system. You've got advanced sensors in every room for the windows, for the doors. You got the HD security cameras, which are awesome. Uh, it's not very expensive. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under a dollar a day. Under a dollar a day. You spend more than that on a cup of coffee in the morning, don't you? And that's less than half the price of traditional home security systems. So don't miss your chance to save big on our favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. Don't miss out. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on the SAP YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the addition of Contreras provides two things. You, you've got a new starting catcher for the majority of your games, and you have someone to fill the offensive production that has left the team following the retirement of Albert Pujols. So looking at this team on paper, here's like a possible lineup that you could see. With the people that are on the roster right now, right field, Lars Newbar, Shortstop, Tommy Edmond. I like the switch hitter there. First baseman, Paul Goldschmidt. Third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Catcher, Wilson Contreras. Left fielder, Tyler O'Neill. DH, depending on who you're facing, you've got Juan Yepes or Nolan Gorman. Center field, Dylan Carlson. And at second base, Brendan Donovan. Now, you can obviously move some things around here. Edmund could lead off if that's what you want to do. You move Lars down. Donovan can move up with Edmund being that uh, end of the lineup, second leadoff guy that they like to do. Uh, what if Carlson has a bounce back season and is more like what he was in 2021 than 2022? You could move him up to the number two spot. There's a, there's a lot of options here, and that lineup doesn't include what you might get from Alec Burleson or Jordan Walker if he comes up. 
Now, of course, to make this lineup as dangerous as possible, you're going to need some bounce back years from Tyler O'Neill. Like if you get the 2021 Tyler O'Neill, wow. And as I mentioned, Dylan Carlson, if he comes back, uh, you need Brendan Donovan, Lars Newbar to be the guys you think they will be and build upon what they accomplished last year. Now, most of the feedback I've seen has been positive as far as the signing of Contreras. A lot of fans were, were on the fence on whether they wanted Murphy or Contreras, but I think a lot of people are just glad that they at least got one of them. I know I am. I, I wanted one of those two. I could live with that. I just didn't want to fall below that. But it ain't all sunshine and rainbows out there. Some people absolutely hate this move with a passion. Uh, Gary Moore wrote, the only thing worse than the signing is that we are now tied to Contreras for five years. Said before, we signed Fowler, we would regret it. Appears history may be repeating itself. Dennis Fallstorm says, what a dumb move by the cards. Of all the available catchers, his defense is the weakest. His pitcher management is the weakest. His durability is on par with Dexter Fowler, who played about 60% of the time. Contreras is even worse, averaging a little over 100 games played per season. Timothy Williams says, this is not a good move. Sure, the bat is an improvement, but he is an average defensive catcher and not known as a good pitch caller. Murphy would have been a much, much better option, even if we had to give up some talent. I understand all of these concerns. I really do. And I'm, I'm not making fun of any of you who don't like this move. I'm really not. But there's no perfect option, okay? There's not like somebody who was elite behind the plate and the elite hitter that was available. <laughs> you know, JT Real Muto is the closest thing I think baseball has to that as a catcher. He's not available. All right. You can't just go find that guy. So, um, I mean, you're going to find an issue with just about any player out there. Like if the Cardinals signed Mike Trout and took on that contract, you'd be like, well, he gets hurt a lot. Or Aaron Judge. Well, he played at a smaller ballpark. And until last year, he got hurt a lot. I mean, nobody's perfect, you guys. Nobody is. In the end, the Cardinals seemingly decided that whatever Oakland was asking for, again, we don't know what they want yet. But they deemed it too much. So we'll have to wait and see what they end up getting from other teams to know for sure. And then we can kind of judge it because if they don't give up, you know, a King's ransom and prospects or starting Major League Baseball talent, then we can be like, well, what, what happened here? Um. We'll find out. I mean, we'll find out whether or not spending this money for these amount of years was a better investment. I mean, we got five years <laughs> to find out if they were right or wrong about this. If anything that was shocking about this signing, it was the fact that they gave him five years because we saw the report last night that there was kind of a, a snag on whether it was going to be a three or a four year deal. And then today it ends up being a five year deal. Maybe that meant less money each year to go to the five years. I don't know. I'm sure we'll get answers to that at some point. But what does this mean for possible future moves for the Cardinals? We're going to discuss that next on Locked on Cardinals. BetOnline.net, wonderful website. If you haven't visited yet, I highly recommend you do so. It should be your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix on whichever sport you're interested in. They've got it all covered. We've got NFL football coming up tomorrow night. You've got uh, college football, which is still, you know, we're going to get to the college football playoff at some point. You've got the World Cup going on. 
You've had NHL, you've got NBA, you've got NCAA basketball. It's all out there for you and available at betonline.net. So head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So what does this signing mean for future moves for the Cardinals? I'm going to assume here, because I don't know. I'm not in the meetings. I don't know the budget. But I'm going to assume that the signing of Contreras will tap whatever free agent spending money that they have. All right? So the idea that they could still snag one of these top shortstops seems kind of slim now. Bogarts, rumors that I've heard Bogarts could end up back in Boston again, which I think the Red Sox are crazy to not re-sign him. I have no idea what Boston's waiting for. It's not like they don't have the money. Um. Dansby Swanson, he could go to the Cubs now. The Cubs obviously have shown a, a ton of interest in getting a shortstop. There was a report that they might try to sign both of them. They might go get Correa, Bogarts, and Swanson, like get two of those guys. Uh, he could go back to the Braves still. Correa uh, obviously could go back to the Twins. San Francisco could be a spot for Correa now after losing out on Aaron Judge, who went back to New York on that nine-year, $360 million deal, in case you didn't hear. Um, how about the Padres? The Padres, are the Padres drunk with money now? What, what What is going on in San Diego? Reports are that the Padres offer Trey Turner and Aaron Judge more money than the contracts that they signed for, but got shot down by both of them. Not, not totally sure why, but those are the reports out there. But San Diego, just, just throwing money around, just like making it rain. And it's funny that people are telling them, nah, I'm good. <laughs> We're good, man. You've had a little too much to drink. Go sit down. Uh, a guy that many fans hoped would return to the Cardinals was left-hander Jose Quintana. Unfortunately, he is headed to the New York Mets on a two-year $26 million deal. Uh, Carlos Rodon is still out there as of this recording, but I'm still guessing that someone will pay big, big money for him. Maybe the Yankees, now that they've got uh, Judge under wraps, they can uh, go look at other ways to improve their team. Uh, I saw their name mentioned earlier. Uh, the Cardinals could still kick the tires on some other starters that you know are a lower tier, but if you're not going to get a guy like a Chris Bassett or maybe even a Jamison Tyon, do, do any of these names really excite you? You know, it's, it's like vast improvements over what you've already got in the rotation. Are any of these guys like that ace that we all think the Cardinals should go out and get? Probably not. Probably not. But um, again, I, I don't know what money what money they have left to spend. I mean, there's no cap here. So we're kind of in the dark about what the Cardinals' financial situation is moving forward. I think Carlos Rodon would be amazing. If you could tell me you can pull in Rodon and Contreras, fantastic. <laughs> like, I think that is the best move possible because I think that's the big thing that they're missing. I don't think they need a shortstop. I don't think they need to do that. I'm fine with Edmund and Donovan and Gorman, but I would love to have that one swing and miss ace guy to be at the top of the rotation moving forward. And you could also use uh, some of this leftover money that you might have to uh, work on the bullpen. I mean, the bullpen can always use improvements as well. Um, number one priority though, was the catching position and getting an impact bat. And they've done it. Okay. It was one of the top two guys available. And I think fans, should be happy about that, and I hope you are. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day.
available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. You can follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. 